0: Pride is just plain awful. It really is. Pride is just plain awful. This is Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox, and today, as you can tell, we're going to be talking about pride. Now, depending on the translation, pride is mentioned or talked about between 50 and 150 times in the Bible. That's a lot. And most of which, if not all, are negatively referring to pride within man. That is crazy. I think it's the word itself is like 54 times. But then all these other definitions or descriptions tying into pride is like over 150 times. That's insane. I'm going to start with Matthew 23, 12. Okay, Matthew chapter 23, verse 12 says this. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, it does not say the word pride, but you can tell what it's talking about here. It's talking about pride. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples about those who were calling themselves righteous and all-knowing and everything. They are the leaders. We are your religious leaders. And they were doing things for man and, and for the applause of man, not the applause of God or not for the love of God. Jesus tended to be aiming these lessons and parables at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and those other scribes and religious leaders. But these are all the things we need to remember And test ourselves with. This line itself, those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now you may have heard these other verses before too. And and meditate on these. I'm going to give you these early. But meditate on these. And a, a bunch of these are in Proverbs. Now Proverbs was written possibly by King Solomon. Who was David's son. King Solomon consistently prayed for wisdom. So these proverbs are like one liners or two liners or four liners that that are full of wisdom. These these words to live by. So I'm going to read a couple of these to you so we can get a get it in our heads, right? Pride is not good in the Bible. And I don't know if you struggle with pride. If you do or if you know you struggle with pride, but let's talk about this a little bit. Here here's some of the verses. Let's meditate on these. These are just a few more examples of how negative pride is. Okay, ready? Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 16.18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 29.23, one's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. And then Peter and James quote Proverbs 3.34, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. This is Paul, Philippians 2.3, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. And then Paul again, 2 Corinthians 10.17 and 18, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. Now, I can keep going on and on and on and on, but I'm not going to do that because there are 50 to 150 references of pride or haughtiness or arrogance in the Bible. So why is pride so bad? Well, let's first understand what pride is. Pride is an internal glorification of self. Pride turns you to an idol, which in turn turns you into a god. Now, it's not when you're proud of, like, your son or your daughter's schoolwork or how they played a sport where you're, you're happy about the way they tried as hard as they could. That's different. That's, like, I, I love them so much. I'm just happy to see them work hard. I'm happy to see them achieve something. And it's okay to be happy that you've achieved something. But it's this self-centered, arrogant, self-idolizing, narcissistic attribute and identity. It is you equals God. But Dan, what happens if I truly am the best at what I do or what I did? What if I really am the best football player, hockey player, or, or spelling bee champion or something like that? What if I won the marathon and I'm crowned the king or queen of something? Well, factual evidence that you're the best at something, you know, maybe on that day or in that year or at that sport, or maybe in the next couple of years, is just factual evidence. It's just evidence. If if Michael Jordan, I will argue that it was the greatest basketball player of all time. He is the greatest. But there are some people that argue the other way. But we can all kind of say that, wow, he was really, really good. Whether or not you think he is the greatest, he was very good. It's just factual evidence. And it's how you respond internally to it, which then can show out externally, outwardly. Now, friends, be aware that pride isn't just talent-based either. Pride comes in the form of anything that creates you as the one to idol. You as the one to idol, even if it's just internally in you, that you are the one to idol. Now, I've been, I've always been a sucker for recognition. I'm going to confess that to you here. I confess a lot in this podcast, so you have a lot of dirt on me. No, I'm just kidding. No, pray for me. Pray for me for these things. And this is something that God is working on in me that I have just been a sucker for recognition. And if there's something you want me to pray for you, I would love to pray for you. If you're struggling with something, let us know. We've prayed for a bunch of you already. Let us know. We will pray, and we'll have the church pray with us over you. But anyway, please pray for me here. I'm a sucker for recognition. I'll say it again. Over the years at different companies, I was usually told by many that I bring a ton of value and was even able to win some awards. And that was all great stuff. And I'm not just bragging here either. But I had this this need to be the center of attention in all of it. And why I'm telling you all this is God allows us to be humbled because, per Matthew, when we exalt ourselves. What we're doing is we're we're leaving ourselves open to creating this false narrative about ourselves as being the best. There is no one on earth, no matter how much money you have, no, no matter how much power, quote-unquote power you have, no matter what influence you have. Th- there's nobody that is the best. There is no such thing. There is no such thing. Yes, there is that factual evidence of being the best at a certain time period. Or whatever, Michael Jordan himself, right? I'm sorry. Now he's probably not the best. We all get older. I'm sorry, Michael, if you listen to this, but we all get older. And I'm sure you could beat a lot of people one on one. I'm sure he could still beat a lot of people one on one. He could definitely beat me one on one. But if there there might be somebody that's younger and and really athletic right now that would beat him. I I don't know. There is no such thing as being the best, but we all, for some reason, strive to be the best. It's okay to have goals, but when we start putting that as our identity, we know that's the issue. The problem with thinking that we're the best is that is exactly what the devil thought. Now, I don't want you to pinpoint and just pick one thing that you're best at. Just bringing, elevating yourself and bringing yourself to be the best in your mind. Just... Always, I'm always the best. I'm up here. The devil thought the same thing. He wanted to be better than God. Not just like God. God is the best. God is the best. Period. He made everything. He created everything. He can even humble himself, which he did in the form of flesh in Jesus Christ. But he is the best at everything because he created everything. Now, going back When I was working at these companies, I pictured myself as one worthy of praise and recognition. But I don't know about you all. It's weird. It seems like now recognition, which in itself is not an issue per se, but it it tends to come when I least expect it or think I deserve it. It's so odd. Here's a story. Ready? I remember this was like decades ago, and this was before I was a Christ follower. I felt like I totally deserved some sort of recognition. For basically creating a whole department and getting it to run smoothly. I thought I was the best. I created this department. This is me. I did awesome. I'm so cool. Look at me. I wanted to be in the limelight. And and to be in front of this crowd getting this applause and this award and making jokes and doing these cool things. And and just over time, I kind of just let it go. And I set up some courses for me to take to better my career. I just kind of forgot about it. I was just riding the wave, rolling rolling with the punches, right? And just so happens the one day I was out of the office at this course, I get a text from a friend at work asking where I was. And I was like, well, I'm at a course. Why? And they said, hey, you're getting recognized by someone. And usually the person that gets this reward goes up in front of the room, gets an applause and says a short speech. What are the odds that I would be out that one day when I've been dreaming of that day to be exalted? How weird and now over time this kept happening where I'd feel the false need for recognition and a little bit of extra pride to be called up on stage or something and to, to accept an award in front of people and almost feel like a celebrity and guess what it happened again. I kept forgetting about recognition and, and all these other prideful, self-centered things. And I was just working and doing great things. And when our first child was born, I took time off to bond and, and with with the child and with Stacy and to help take care of him with, with her. Well, I happened to miss out on an annual meeting that that exact time, right after being acquired by a large company. So there were hundreds of people at this meeting and, well, I received like employee of the year while I was out of the office. Crazy. <laughs> How weird. Same situation. I would have been able to go up in front of a larger crowd now and accept this award. Gosh, I feel like I should take more time off at work, right? Maybe, maybe that's it, isn't it? No. No, but seriously, this is all funny in hindsight. And it's so funny that, that God allowed that to happen. Now, I'm not saying that recognition is bad. I'm not saying that getting recognized for the work you do at work or whatever you do is, is, is totally not inherently bad. It's the continuous striving for recognition of man, for selfish gain, or self-idolization. That's where we start to run into trouble. It's, it's that want for people and eyes to be on Y-O-U, all on you. You want the idolization. You want to be the best of the best. Now, let's say you don't even like the limelight. Let's, let's just say you don't even like being front and center and in front of crowds and like getting this award and stuff. Pride also is where you are never satisfied. Pride is also where you're never satisfied. Why? Because you always deserve better. Well, you believe you always deserve better. You're way up here. Okay, you can't see my hand, but I have it way up as high as I can reach it, where I am. You're way up here, okay, and nothing in the world can satisfy you. Your spouse isn't enough, no matter what they do for you. Your house isn't nice or big enough. Your car isn't fast or luxurious enough. Your kids need to do better and be better. Your salary's never enough. Your clothes have to look and feel this certain way and have this certain logo. The list goes on and on. Pride isn't just a want for fame. It's a want for self. It's a want for self-idolization. It's believing, firmly believing that you are the best and you deserve the world. You deserve everything. But biblically, biblically, we deserve nothing. We really deserve nothing. We are sinners. We are sinners. But that's why we need a savior We are sinners because we orient ourselves away from God and we become God in our own minds, in our own hearts. That is a really, really bad place to be. Now, do I still sometimes struggle with this now. Yes, I still do. God is still working on this in me. And I'll say it took years of humbling situations that led me to not feel this way as much and in in less severe ways. But this is all part of growth and, and setting us apart to be glorified through sanctification. He can't work if I increase myself. Those Pharisees, Sadducees, religious leaders, and others, and scribes that were constantly seeking self or money or power, which all leads back back to self. They, all those things, money, greed, they all lead back to self-idolization, that we deserve that. They had no urge to accept Christ as Lord, which in turn would allow the Holy Spirit to work in them to do great things for God and not for self. But they had no urge to accept Christ as Lord. If they did, they'd be able to do great things for God. They would be doing great things. They wouldn't be pretending to do great things. They wouldn't be lying to themselves and other people's people to say that they were doing the best. They are the religious. We are your religious leaders. Do as we do or else. No, the Holy Spirit would have been working in them and through them as well. Now, going back to that Matthew verse I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, this means many different things, several different things, right? If you're humbled, if you are humble, you'll be exalted. What does that mean? Well, that means you'll be able to accept Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and then you will be making it into heaven, and you will be exalted because you will be one that has achieved so much, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you. That's one aspect that you can think of. That's one thing. The other aspect here is those that exalt themselves will be humbled. This means a couple things. This might mean that God will allow things to happen so that you are humbled while you're here on earth. The other aspect is that if you exalt yourself so high to the point that you want to be the best or you believe that you are the best because you never will be the best, we know this now, you will never be the top. You will never be God. You can't. It's impossible. You cannot be God. So that in mind, the result of us thinking that way will lead us to depression, will lead us to these Awful feelings and thoughts in our heads because wow, I will never be where I want to be. I never I will never be God, I will never be totally exalted, and that humbles us. That is a way of humility. To when we start recognizing that we cannot be God, we should not be God, we should not be idolized like God, we should not be worshipped like God. That's a humbling thing. So, folks, I hope. And pray this is, bless you today. I I pray that if you do suffer from pride, we all do a little bit. We really do a little bit. There's this weird thing in our hearts that guides us to want to exalt ourselves and be idolized and be worshiped. But folks, you don't have to do that. Don't put that burden on yourself. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to try to achieve God's status. It's not worth it because God is God and he loves you. And he came down in the flesh. He humbled himself to exalt all of us if you just humble yourself and follow Christ and love him and love others. Now, I have a few questions for you to close us out here. Three questions. First is, how has your definition or idea of pride changed after this episode? Remember, we talked about this. Being proud of people. To be happy for them and excited for them and even excited for your own achievements is not a bad thing. It's exalting yourself that into that worshiping idol or that idol that should be worshipped. That is the problem. So how has your definition of pride changed after this episode? Number two, how has pride affected you in your life? Whether it has, was you being prideful or someone else, how has pride affected you in your life? And then finally, what are some ways you can utilize the recognition of those gifts or talents that you've received from God, from the Spirit, to glorify God instead of self? Thank you all for joining in today. I want to pray over you and close this out here. If you could take your prayer posture, if it's safe to do so, let's do so and talk to God. Our Father in heaven, holy are you, We should be idolizing you. We should be worshiping you. We should be glorifying you. God, you've given us all the things that we need to live in this life, including gifts and talents that we know we want to use for you. If there's anybody that's suffering from pride today, I pray that you can help them recognize it and then do the work with your spirit in them to to glorify you. We don't want that burden anymore. We don't want the burden of being the best or striving to be the best or striving to be idolized or be worshiped to be you. Yes, I want to have those goals. We want to have those goals so that we can glorify you in the end. If we strive to be the best at a sport or something like that where we can glorify you in the end and give you all the praise because you deserve it, not us. We thank you for all the things that you've done in our lives, all those, all the debts that have been paid through your blood and resurrection. We thank you so much for that. And we ask that you keep us away from the temptations of pride and selfishness and self-centeredness in Jesus name. Amen.